Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Still lots to talk about in spite of this difficult situation for everybody. You know, life without hockey, not what we imagine in mid-March and uh, hopefully this will soon pass, and most importantly, that everybody stays safe. And look, uh, Islander fans are among the best fans in the world, and hopefully they will all will all pull together, and we'll all get through this. And uh, we will be here at Locked On Islanders five days a week to give you the latest news, updates, analysis, and a look back and, and a look forward with the New York Islanders. Lots to talk about today, including the latest news about the NHL and when or how they may try to get things started again once the worst passes. We will also talk about this date in Islanders history, including a hat trick from a fairly unknown Islanders player. And uh, we will have part three of my interview with sports writer and author Matthew Blitner, and most of this interview discusses the team this year, what they've been through, where they're at, where they, what they need to do to improve, and, and a lot more. So make sure you stick with us for that. Again, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to email the show. The email address, as always, Locked on Islanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air as we uh, discuss your question or topic or whatever. Uh, also, you could follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYR VSNYI. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news. Uh, and goings-on from the New York Islanders. So, Wednesday, some more news coming out right now. Deputy Commissioner of the NHL, Bill Daly, uh, did an interview, and basically what Daly outlined was that it is very important for the National Hockey League, however they decide to finish this season, or if they decide to finish this season, a priority is that they don't want the completion of this season to interfere with a full 82-game schedule for next season. And that actually does make a lot of sense. And here's the quote from Daly. 
The only definite for us is we certainly don't want to do anything around a resumption of play this season that will impact our ability to have a full season next season. And, you know, that really does make a lot of sense. The 2019-2020 season has already been disrupted, not through any fault of the National Hockey League uh, or the New York Islanders, for that matter. But uh, better to let one season go than to have two seasons adversely affected. So I fully understand the reason for that. Now, more updates. A player on the Ottawa Senators yesterday who right now at least, does remain anonymous. But the league announced that a Senators player has tested positive for the COVID-19 or coronavirus. So that's the first NHL player that we know about uh, who has tested positive. As of now, this is the only one that has come to light, and hopefully there aren't any uh but the league really does have to do does have to deal with this and it may complicate the return to the ice for practice eventually uh, or for game action of players and some other employees they had a relative of a Buffalo Sabres employee who in, who attended a, a recent Sabres game tested positive uh, that was announced by the Sabres back on Tuesday And then on Sunday, a few days ago, the Vancouver Canucks said a member of their full-time office staff had tested positive and a part-time employee of the arena in San Jose also uh, has tested positive. So, slowly but surely, you know, and obviously the fact that we don't have enough tests right now to test everybody is a big obstacle to straightening out the numbers, but... Right now, slowly but surely, we're seeing how many people in and around the world of hockey are going to come down with this virus. And uh, again, hopefully, these people are not seriously affected by it. The majority of people who contract the virus will recover. But again, those with pre-existing conditions, the elderly, uh, those people are at greater risk from the disease and, and... You know, again, the fact that we all have, you know, friends, relatives, parents uh, who might fit the description of someone who is at higher risk uh, is, again, a reason why we all need to be vigilant, uh, to stay away from crowds, to wash our hands, to, uh, you know, wipe down surfaces and just, you know, be smart about the way we handle things. And, And again, Islander fans, there are outlets right now for you to, you know, remember some of the good times. Look, MSG Plus has been broadcasting a number of Islander games from this season, and that is a good thing. NHL Network, this uh, yesterday afternoon, basically broadcast the uh, Game 6 of the 1980 Stanley Cup Finals. So maybe those of you who are too young to have remembered that game, could watch Bobby Nystrom's overtime goal in its entirety. Uh, Those of you who do remember it, obviously it's great to watch that game once again. So there are outlets to 
watch the Islanders, and the Islanders have put up a number of things on Twitter as well, and things to keep hockey fans occupied on the NHL website, on an, on YouTube, and a number of different other places. And please, uh, Locked On Islanders listeners, please feel free to email or tweet at us and let other fans know, hey, you can watch the Islanders here or you can listen to an old game here. Uh, lots of places uh, to find hockey-related content uh, to watch and keep yourselves occupied until our favorite sport gets back on track. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have this date in Islanders history, plus part three of my interview with author Matthew Blitner as he talks about the Islanders' current situation and this season. So more to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to March 19th, 1983 at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders and Flyers in a big Patrick Division matchup. Flyers came into this game 45-20-8, so that gave them 98 points. The Islanders behind them at this point, 38-24-12, which gave the Islanders 88 points. And by the way, Islanders at this point were the three-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Islanders get on the board first at 4.58. Ken Morrow, his fifth goal of the season, assists to Clark Gillies and Brent Sutter, and the Islanders had the early lead. Then, uh, a little less than two and a half minutes later, Matt Halleen with his fifth goal of the year, Billy Carroll and Dave Longevin with the helpers, and it was 2-0 Islanders, just 7 minutes and 24 seconds into the contest. Mike Bossy adds to the Islander lead just past the halfway mark of the opening stanza. His 54th, Longevin and Brian Trottier with the helpers at 10.54. Islanders up by a 3-0 margin. And then at 17.15 of the opening period, Butch Goring, his 17th from Dwayne Sutter, and Dave Longevin. So Longevin with three assists in the first period. And after 20 minutes, the Islanders had a 4 to nothing lead. Bob Froze, by the way, got the start in goal for the Flyers. Roley the goalie, Roland Melanson, was in between the pipes for the Islanders. In the second period, the Flyers do finally get on the board. Only eight seconds in, Mark Howe, his 19th, from Ron Flockhart and Brian Propp at 8 seconds, 4-1, to one, then the score, but the Islanders respond at 6.26 of the second period, Max Halleen, his 6th of the year from Dennis Potvin, and the Islanders again had a 4-goal margin and a 5-1 to one lead. At But less than a minute later, the Flyers get back. Ilka Sinisilo, his 19th from Daryl Sittler and Bill Barber, pair of Hall of Famers with the assists on that one at 7-11, and the Islanders' lead was down to 5-2. But Max Halleen, his third of the game, a hat trick, his seventh of the year. Dennis Potvin with the assist at 12-01, and after 40 minutes, the Islanders had a comfortable 6-2 advantage 
over the Flyers. Islanders weren't done yet in the third period. Dwayne Sutter, his 13th from Greg Gilbert and Butch Goring at 357. And it was, again, the Islanders up 7-2. to two. Then the Islanders' power play gets going with Brad Marsh in the box for holding Clark Gillies, his 21st from Brent Sutter and Dennis Potvin at 12.33. And then another power play goal for the Islanders with Ron Flockhart in the box for roughing. Anders Kaller, his sixth from Gillies and Dennis Potvin at 18.29. The final score in this one, Islanders 9, the Flyers 2, Islanders with nine goals in 37 shots. So Bob froze with only a 7.57 save percentage. Meanwhile, Melanson was spectacular, making 40 saves in this one as the Flyers peppered 42 shots at the Islanders' goal. A lot of multi-point scorers in this one for the Islanders, obviously. Uh, Mats Halin, three goals on three shots. Uh to lead the Islanders' offense, but Clark Gillies, a goal and two assists. Butch Goring, a goal and an assist. Dave Longevin, as we mentioned, with three assists. Dennis Potvin had four helpers. Brent Sutter, two helpers. And Dwayne Sutter, one goal and one assist to pace the New York Islanders. Longevin, by the way, and Stefan Pearson, each a plus three in this contest. And as far as shots on goal goes, Dwayne Sutter had five. Dennis Potvin and Mike Bossy each added four for the New York Islanders. And again, Melanson or Melanson makes uh, 40 saves to earn the victory in this one. Nice win for the Islanders over the first place Flyers. Islanders 9, Flyers 2 on this date in Islanders history, March the 19th, 1983. And of course, the Islanders did go on to win their fourth straight Stanley Cup uh, that fall. So nice memories there. And Mats Halin uh, coming through big for the Islanders in this game. And, you know, Halin ironically gets the hat trick but in 152 NHL games, and he was a, a, a big player in Sweden, but here uh, in 152 NHL games, he totaled 17 goals. Seven of them came during this 82-83 season, which was his rookie campaign in the NHL. He then got uh, seven more goals with the Islanders and three more with the Minnesota North Stars. So three of his 17 career goals uh, and three of his 14 career goals with the Islanders coming in this particular game, Mats Halin, uh, who was originally drafted in the seventh round by the Washington Capitals back in 1978, finished his career, uh, as I mentioned, in Sweden at the end of the 1991-92 season. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we will be joined again by author Matthew Blitner. His new book is called Unforgettable New York Islanders, Games and Moments from the Press Box, Ice and Front Office. But today we'll be talking about the 2019-2020 Islanders. You'll definitely want to stay with us for that conversation. All 
right, now it's time for part three of my conversation with author and sports writer Matthew Blitner. You know, you mentioned that you have covered the team a bit this year. Uh, what is your feeling? I mean, they got off to that great start, the 17-game point-scoring streak. Been a little bit more of a rough go of it lately up until the time that the league suspended play. Your, your thoughts about the Islanders' season so far? Look, everyone was amazed last year when the Islanders went from the worst defensive team the year before that to the best defensive team in terms of, you know, fewest goals allowed last year. And it's not that they really did it with too much different personnel. It was more of the style of play that Barry Trotz favors. And they carry that into this year. Now, were they as bad as they were two years ago? Absolutely not. Are they as good as they were last year? Also, probably not. You know, the true essence of the Islanders is probably somewhere in the middle. They do have some talent on all ends, you know, in goal, on the blue line, up front. They've got talent, but it's a matter of, you know, maybe they played a little bit above their style last year and then at the beginning of this year, as you mentioned, with the 17-game point streak, you know, fans got a little bit, I don't want to say spoiled, but maybe they got carried away with illusions of grandeur and everything that, oh, this team is going to you know, it's not that easy to just turn around a team. And for them this year, yes, they've had maybe a tale of two halves, but they certainly have the talent to pull out of it if this season ever gets going again and depending on what the NHL decides to do with all that. But it's a matter of they have the horses. Am I saying they're Stanley Cup favorite? Absolutely not. But could they make some noise in the playoffs? Absolutely. They went two rounds last year. There's no reason to think that they can't do that again this year. Remember, it's whoever's hottest and healthiest at the end. Not always necessarily about the most talented team or anything like that. If you look at Tampa Bay last year, they were setting records and they got embarrassingly swept out of the first round. So anything can happen in the playoffs. It's, all you got to do is get to the playoffs and then anything can happen because there's a lot of people always like to say in all sports, everything resets. It's 0-0 zero, zero at that point. And anything can happen. If you were to look over this team right now, what would you say their biggest need is going forward to get to that elite level? Health. Health and scoring. They need a little bit more scoring on the in the bottom six. But again, that goes to the health issue of Clutterbuck and Sikas. And the health on the blue line. You know, they've got a few guys who are running on fumes right now due to the injuries back there. Uh, you know, the goaltending hasn't been as as it was last year, but again, that was also partially due to the defensive system. It's just a whole thing, you know, and I know everyone always has to say, well, you know, health is not an excuse because every team goes, goes through and every team has injuries. Yes, that is completely true, and it's not an excuse. But when you look at the pieces that the Islanders have lost for significant portions of time, not talking about one or two games, but for significant periods of time during the season, you know, they've taken away not just people who are going to fill out a role, but the intangibles that those players bring. And intangibles, I know we're in an era where sabermetrics try to measure every little thing that happens on the ice, but you can't. You cannot measure every little thing. You cannot measure heart and grit and determination. Those are intangibles that some players have and others don't. And no numbers on a stat sheet or on a spreadsheet or in a computer are going to dictate that. 
There are players who have that. The Islanders have those type of players. Unfortunately, they need them to get healthy before they can contribute. Yeah, and uh, look, the one thing that good thing that could come out of this break if the season resumes is that some of those players can get healthier and be ready to play when play resumes. Yes, look, the everything's up in the air right now with this pause in the season. You know, there's been talked about if there's going to be a point share, a point percentage, or expanding the overall playoff field. No one knows what's going to happen right now. For Islander fans, just out of hope that, look, they're going to hopefully restart at some point soon. I know probably won't be before at least the middle of May at this point. And, you know, if the Islanders are healthy by that point, great. You know, everyone's going to be a little rusty. That's what a mini camp will probably be for. And then, again, it's whoever's hottest and healthiest. So if they have their injuries healed up and they can come out of the gate strong, there's no reason to think that they can't be a dangerous team in the playoffs. Uh, Matthew, first of all, before we let you go, uh, you mentioned earlier you had written, in addition, books about both the Rangers and the Devils. Uh, Obviously, a lot of Islander fans have friends or family members who root for those teams as well. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about those books as well? Well, those books are also available on Amazon the same way the Islander book is. They're all unforgettable, either New York Rangers, New Jersey Devils, and New York Islanders. Games and moments from the press box, ice front office. It's the same concept that's been expanded upon throughout. Uh, there's great stories that range in all of them from, you know, guys like Kenny Albert and John Giannone and Ken Danico and Doc Emmerich. And, you know, it's just, it really brings everything full circle for everybody, you know, depending on which team that you are a fan of, because it just shows you the behind the scenes aspects and gets you to know the people behind the broadcasters and the writers you know you see a byline or you you hear a name or voice on tv or radio and it really gets you to not just appreciate whatever game it is that they pitch a moment that they pitch but also get to know them on a human level and connect on that type of level where you care more about them than just okay it's a name in a paper or a name on tv and as far as the Islanders book is concerned, uh, why don't you remind our readers about some of the personalities that you included in this book that you interviewed for this book? Sure. So, you know, you have Shannon Hogan and Brendan Burke who are on Islanders television now. You have even messages in the back of the book from Chico Resch and Chris King, who is currently the radio voice of the Islanders. There's Arthur Staple and Alan Hahn and Brian Thompson and Eric Thompson and Alan Prada and Stan Fischler and Greg Boris and Holy Chester III, who are two of the PR directors. There's Pat Calabria and Larry Brooks, longtime writers back in the 70s and 80s. Barry Mysell, who was a writer in the 80s covering the team. And, uh, Howie Rose, who was part of the great Islander tradition of broadcasters. It just really goes on and on. You even have Elise Zwick, who was the in-ring arena host for the Islanders during the last four seasons. It's, and of course, Ed Westfall and Bob Nystrom. It really just brings a nice collaboration between all the different aspects of people who are around the Islanders. And I really hope that Islander fans can find something in there that they would love going down memory lane. 
And where can Islander fans follow what you do? Uh, well, I have a very public Twitter account. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Blitner, two C's Matthew, two C's Blitner. And, you know, there's a link in my bio to the books on Amazon. And, of course, you know, feel free to interact with me. My DMs are always open. And you can just, you know, I'm very responsive if anyone tags me in a tweet. So just feel free to reach out if you have any questions or comments, and I'll gladly answer them. All right, Matthew Blitner, thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, thanks for joining us here on Locked On Islanders. Thank you for having me, Gil, and uh, hopefully you can do this again soon. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please tell a friend, spread the word, and help us grow the Locked On Islanders family. You could also help us by leaving us a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice, and uh, that always helps other Islander fans find the podcast when they do a search. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a national perspective on what's going on around the National Hockey League. I'm your host, Gil Martin. Have a great day. See you tomorrow, and thanks for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast.